Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, welcome to our first ever episode here on The Muzzy Show. I'm your host with the most. My name is Fadis. You call me whatever you want, but Fadis is okay. With me is my little brother slash co-host, Yusuf. What's up, Yusuf? How are you doing today? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum I'm going to be the co-host for The Muzzy Show. Right. My name is Yusuf. I'm 13. Right. I'm homeschooled. Right. Keep going. And right. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the whole entire podcast thingy. I just want to let you know that the audio might be bad. Literally. After we got done, I tried to revise and see. It sounded like, I don't want to use languages or anything, but then it sounded like shit. So, uh, stuff for love, but then like, I don't know. I don't know. If you can understand, all right, go ahead. And you can, if you can understand, sorry, let me, hold up. If you can understand, go ahead. If you can't, it suggests you not listen to it unless you really want to. But yeah. Um, today with us is Shadi Yaki. Of course, as I said, he's over the phone. He ain't with us in the building. That could be one of the reasons why it sounded bad. Hopefully, next time we do a podcast or an episode on the podcast, it'll sound better. How are you? I'm great. Got back from California and um, you know, had a great trip. And now, now I'm back in Atlanta. That's nice, man. What are you doing in California? Uh, it was my birthday, so my birthday was January 31st, and um, just went out there. I've never been to California before, so wanted to go out there and just uh, spend my birthday out there. This is a lot. Well, it wasn't that. I thought it was going to be a lot warmer, but it was sometimes. Like, in Atlanta, it was like 30-something degrees when we left. Bro, outside is a blizzard. So, uh, tell us about yourself. How did, uh, before you started your career as an Islamic rapper, before like, you were a convert and everything, so what was going on? Like, what introduced you to Islam and everything? Right. Actually, I was never a convert. <laughs> oh, you weren't? Uh, um, oh, I... Yeah, I'm from, I'm from New Jersey, um, and my mom and dad were Muslim when I was born. So I was I was born Muslim, not you know not in the esoteric sense as everybody's born a Muslim like we know, um, but I was actually born into a Muslim family. That's nice. So uh, my first masjid, I can't even remember what the master was called, but it was in Trenton, New Jersey on uh, St. Hegan. Um, and then we moved around in the Trenton area. Um, so <clears throat> as far as Islamic music is concerned, um, I started doing Islamic music around like 16 years old, yeah. but I never actually, um, I would say I never actually put it out. I just wrote it. Um, and then, like, getting into the music industry, of course, I was influenced by, like, the mainstream music and stuff like that. Um, so that's really what I started on. 
Um, I used to write like Islamic music on the side, but like I said, I never put it out. Uh, it wasn't until later when I decided to go the Islamic route uh, with my music. And that's actually when I, I gained more success from that. Um, so like I said, I started rapping around 16 in high school. Um, I guess you would say that was like 10th, 10th, 11th grade. Um, putting out mixtapes in school, you know. Uh, I'm in 10th grade right now. You're in 10th grade? Okay, okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start this podcast, you know, because I don't see a lot of this, to be honest, especially in the podcast niche. I don't see a lot of this. So were you, like, bullied? Like, did people, like, like the idea that you were going to become an Islamic rapper when you started? Um, No, I wouldn't say I was bullied. Of course, I had, um, you know, it was people that, um, I would never say I was bullied, but I guess, you know, you got everybody... Me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every everybody, uh, it's always going to be people you don't like or right. people that don't like you. Um, but no, nah, I wouldn't say I was bullied. There was probably a couple incidents um, where I was about to get into fights and things like that in school. Uh, just basically because somebody's really just hating on you and they don't like you just for no reason. Um, but like I said, when I first started rapping, I wasn't doing Islamic rap, so it wasn't like they seen I was Muslim and they bullied me because I was Muslim or something like that. Oh. Uh, it was more so just, you know, that's just regular stuff that happens in school. Um, so, and I, I started with a group called Lockdown. So it was um, a couple of my my uh, high school friends. Okay. Uh, they were, actually at, at that time, I wasn't even friends with them yet. It was a, a group in school called Lockdown. Uh, they were rapping. They had a studio and things like that. And I ran into one of the members in one of my, I think it was my cartooning class. Um, so he was like, yo, come through to the studio. And uh, I think after school one day, I went to the studio. Um, they asked me to freestyle. I freestyled. Um and then one of the dudes in the um, that was in the group started clowning me. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like the way I was rapping. Right. Uh, school rapper, modern type of rapper. Say it again. Are you like an old school type of rap with the 90s rapper type vibe? Um, I would say... You ever heard of Dipset? No. Okay. To be honest. Um, Dipset is like an early 2000s group. Oh, so like I went, Soldier Boy. Yeah, a little, a little bit before, a little bit before Soldier Boy. So I would say it was a mix. It was like right, right after '90s rap, and before the whole snap music and trap music thing. So it was right in between the two. I would say that was kind of like the style, like around you, you know, Fifty Cent. Right, right. So like around the time he came out. Probably a little bit after that. That was the style of music I started doing at first. Um, and like I said, I was just doing whatever, you know, whatever was popular at the time. Um, so I got down with that group eventually because I got better with my rapping skills. Um, and then we started doing talent shows and selling mixtapes in school and all other type of stuff. Um, and then, like I said, um, after I graduated from high school, 
I just went hard into the music, uh, performing, putting out mixtapes, things like that. Um, but I mean, with the music, I really didn't feel fulfilled. And, um, you know, it just, it just wasn't going good for me at that time. Um, and then I always had the Islamic music that I wanted to do on the side, but not really wanting to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I say around time I was like 25. I, um, well, I moved to Atlanta at 20. Uh, stayed like five years and then I came back. Um, and I started going back to the masjid again. And um, my I ran into this imam, which was my imam at the time. And um, I really got more serious into the dean at that time. And that's when I decided I'm going to just go full force. I'm going to quit this um, mainstream secular music. And I'm going to go full force into Sunnah music. So that's when I created that term Sunnah music. Um, and then since then, I've just been been going hard. What was your first Sunnah music song? Um, I think it was called Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Uh, Y'all probably haven't heard it because I don't even know. I don't. I think it's. I think it's on. Nah, I don't think I put it out. I put it out like I sold it in the masjid. I sold it to like to Muslims, but it wasn't on streaming platforms, anything like that. Uh, so my first song was uh, La Huwakba, but then my first song that I actually put out like on a major level on platforms, YouTube, everything like that. Would have to be um, Alhamdulillah. That was one of my favorite songs, man. You and Dean Squad. <laughs> thanks, thanks. They're back yeah, so together. I They're back together. I'm very happy. Right, right, right. I ain't know this back together though. I mean, I know, I know that um, they did the um, that reunion. Right, yeah, the Maskina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, in Chicago. Right. Yeah, they did that reunion for the. Um, I guess that was the Islamic convention. Uh, I think it was ICNA convention. Um, but ha have you seen them do anything since then? No, no, no. But then they're like, like so a couple of Instagram stories of them like interacting, a couple of shorts here and there. Okay. But then, they're not like with each other. I think it was like over the phone or over me, FaceTime, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's always good to hear. Talking about rapping, give it like, like give it advice for like those young Islamic rappers. Mm -hmm. You know, give them advice. So, what advice? Who, would what to give advice? Them? Uh, I mean, I would just say be yourself. Don't um, like that. That was the main. I mean, I, I would never say I regret going the route that I did. Um, actually, I, I will say that. I would say I spent too much time doing the mainstream, trying to do the mainstream thing and uh, copy off different artists um, or copy off their, their style instead of being myself. You know, if I was, I was born Muslim and I always, you know, I, I've been in this dean for a while, um, but I was trying to imitate what everyone else was doing. You know what I'm saying? So as far as with uh, the young children, the youth coming up, I would definitely say be yourself, even within the Islamic realm. If you're doing Islamic rap music, don't copy off me, don't copy off Dean Squad, don't co copy off Khalid Sadiq, don't copy off another artist. 
you know, be yourself within that niche. Right. Um, when you sold your, you said you sold your song at the masjid, right? How did the Muslims react to it? Like, I know some Muslims do like, no, no ha- music is haram and stuff like that. Right. Did you get any encounters yeah. from that? Nah, man. The, the only, um, the reason I didn't get backlash in my Islamic community, right. because the Islamic community I grew up in was, um, I don't know if you heard of Warf Dean Muhammad. Muhammad so, say it again. Muhammad Elijah. Yeah, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, Elijah Muhammad. But I'm talking about Warf Dean Muhammad is his son. So oh. after Elijah Muhammad passed away, uh, his son took over and kind of, uh, and under his son, you know, nobody was against music. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was more so, I would say they... You know, that community went the Sunni route or what they say, like Orthodox Islam route. Right. But one thing they never did was follow the rest of the Islamic community uh, where it comes, you know, as you know, as it pertains to music. They always were saying, as long as the music is positive and it's rapping about something positive, it's good music. Whereas the rest of the Islamic community, the Ummah, you know, in other countries and things like that, um they're more so against it so i never really seen that in my community selling my mixtape they always support it it wasn't until i uh you know being online and searching music and things like that and then seeing uh like the more arab communities speak against it you know what i'm saying um and then like releasing my stuff online and them you know it's haram and calling me all type of names and stuff like that so That didn't happen until I actually released it online. But when I sold it in the masjid, I was I wasn't getting any complaints. They were loving it. They didn't have to talk about it. I know, like Dean Squad mentioned mentioned in one of the videos, they're like, "El Musiqa hiya haram." That's your opinion, not Quran. If you, right. yeah, yeah. To be honest, I personally, I our school. I want. I used to go to Islamic school back in the days when I was in eighth grade. No, no, seventh grade. I did. I went to school throughout middle school and that assignment school, but then like it it was like a, it was like a different school. The teachers, some of the teachers were Christian, yeah. Some teachers were Arabic. So at the end of the school year in seventh grade, they wanted us to like practice in the sheet. So we choose the song or the nasheed. So you know, I was like, no, nah, man, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Dean Squad. To be honest, I didn't. I did not know you at the time. All right. And then uh, I showed him one of the videos. Just like, what is this? What is this? I'm not trying to talk, like, you know, I'm talking about her. But then I was like, she had a bad impression about this song. She was like, this is changing mindset, the mindset of people and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, you have this one YouTuber. He was like, man, Dean Squad is on the verge of cuff. You know what I say? That's where I brought, like, are you getting, like, hate or anything? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but are you inspired by someone? Um, not by, I wouldn't say by rappers. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't say I'm inspired by any rappers. Um, one of, one of your songs I, said you're like, I, I would say that Dean Squad definitely gave me more confidence in doing what I wanted to do.
because I, like I said, I wanted to do it. I was just, um, I mean, I have to say I was scared to do it. You know, I was scared to put it out, uh, you know, thinking about oh, how my image is going to be and stuff like that. And just wanting to follow that mainstream route. Um, and like I said, I will write Islamic music in private, but never release it. So once I seen Dean Squad doing their thing, and um, that's that's probably what inspired me, or at least gave me the confidence um, to start putting my own Islamic music out. But as far as like an artist period inspiring me to do what I do now, nah, I, I would have to say like it's more so human rights activists like Malcolm X, Anubalaj Muhammad, people like that that inspire me to do what I do. You um, Muhammad as well. Prophet Muhammad is number one. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, and the song Prophet Muhammad with you and JD, and, and there was someone else in the song. It was you, JD, and then. Nah, okay, yeah. Um, we're like you, you talked about how you wanted to be like Prophet Muhammad. What's like so interesting in him that like you wanna point out to be like him? Mm. Nobody ever asked me that before. <laughs> Um, well, of course, I mean, we, we're Muslim and, um, there was something unique about the prophet Muhammad where he basically, you know, I, I remember it's a, it's an article online that say the most influential person in history is the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Um, so I would just say that he covered all areas of life. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just the religious area. He spoke on, you know, business, um, morality, how to treat people. Um, he touched on, uh, you know, just I feel like he touched on many areas of life that if you look at the different prophets, they didn't touch on those things. So because of this, someone can actually pattern their life and use his life lessons um, in a more, uh, what's the word? I would just say you, you can use his life lessons when it comes to, you know, living because when you study him, you see he covers so many areas and aspects of life. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say it's just one thing, but like I said, the reason that he was considered uh, the most influential person of all time is because he has a history that when you look back at the prophets, you can actually see him in history. You understand? Like, it doesn't matter. You can go uh, through the anthropology and, and find the coins uh, that he minted. And when you look back through the, in the, I would say, you study the historians and you go back and look at the history of the Prophet Muhammad, you can see that history. Whereas if you look at the other prophets that are written about Abraham and these different prophets, even Isa, you really can't find much about them. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. I would just say he has a very... Corrupted. Um, it's corrupted. Say it again? It's corrupted. Right, right, right. right. So, yeah, I would just say like he covered all aspects um, and it's something that all aspects of life and it's something that we can still study from today uh, mm -hmm. and get those tools from today. Um, and then, for instance, something like uh, 
Reba, speaking about Reba, you know, and that being haram, uh, gambling and things like that. These are things that <clears throat> if we use these lessons for today in America, look how much these things will help us. Right. Yeah. We live, we, yeah, we're living in the U.S. now, and these are the things, some of the things that are destroying our communities. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when I say if, if he taught so much that we can look at his life lessons, you know, his sooner, and it's applicable to today. Makes sense. How do you, when you look at sooner music, how do you think, like, how big is it right now, and how big it, how big will it be in the future, inshallah? Do you have a vision of it? I see, I see, um, I think it's, you know, one thing when I, when I started this, um, I took a class on, you know, marketing and things like that. And it was talking about choosing a niche that is small enough where it can be, an, it can, you know, it's, it's small enough where it's different from everything that's out. But at the same time, there's a big enough uh, fan base or target market where you can target the Islamic community, or I would say at least the Islamic community that, that rocks with music. Right. Um, so it's large enough right now. Um, and I think that, you know, with shows like yours, different shows that are coming out, the youth coming up and speaking out, um, and because the youth are the future, I feel that sooner music is going to get a lot, a lot bigger. Um, right now, and I will say, have you ever heard of, um, what is it called? Native Dean? You heard of Native Dean before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. It was one of the songs yeah. a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, so Native Dean, I would say, was probably one of the first, the first ones to come out uh, doing Islamic music. It was like they... They were hip-hop, but they weren't hip-hop. It's like they were kind of a mix. Um, but with people like, uh, groups like Native Dean, um, then, you know, anybody that came out in between then. But um, the major ones, Native Dean, Dean Squad, they are kind of, and I would say myself, kind of the pioneers. Uh, because even though there are a lot of fans of Islamic music, uh, the majority of the Muslim world, they don't like it. Like you said, they think it's around. Um, but I think people are starting to open their eyes to it. Um, and then because it's, it's the youth's turn now, so the young people are coming up and they're going to start replacing the older the older people and the older ideologies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so with, Aren't with you people married? Like y'all, say it again. Aren't you married? Yeah. So your yes, son will yeah. be a junior. Uh, Say it again. Your son probably will be a right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've been married two years. Um, but yeah, you know. So with the young people coming up and taking over the old ideologies, they're going to go out the door. And um, I think I know, you know, that Islamic music is going to become bigger, and hopefully, we start selling out arenas. You know what I'm saying? Shalom, man. You, um, the uh, if you notice right now, the new generation, like 
let's say the last generation, everyone wanted to become a doctor, you know, like a lawyer. Nowadays, it's like I'm gonna become a YouTube star, celeb, do music, actor, rapper, rapper yeah. yeah. Uh, that that affects society a lot. Yeah. Um. What I mean, when would you say that kids wanted to grow up and be doctors and lawyers? Like, when when what, what like what years are you saying that you think that that was the case? Literally, like last last generation, because like notice how like from like nineteen seventy nineteen seventy six. Nowadays, like, now, yeah. sorry, uh, when um, you go when you think about going to college, college is the only way, only way to get a diploma or certificate. You have to be a doctor, right? Nowadays, college is just for fun. Hmm. And then, like before that, you have TikTok, you have all these celebrities that like, made money out of nowhere. So you're like, so everyone's gonna be like, okay, let's go on that route, the easier way. I don't have to become a doctor, I'm a multimillionaire. Even though that's not the case. You know what I'm trying to say? I think I think it depends. Um I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It depends on what person. Yeah, I, I think it depends on what community, like what would you say, what what's the occupation of, of are are y'all brothers? Yes, yeah. we're brothers. Okay. So what's the what's the occupation of your parents? What are what are your parents are your parents? To be honest, my dad, he owned bit he owned a restaurant. And then uh, he left the restaurant because mom, my mom needed help. Help, mom needed help raising us. And my mom is just a stay-at-home wife, but she stays at home. And then my dad was going good until I was born. And then he was born. And then my mom, like, they were young, got to age when my dad opened up the restaurant. And then um, he was like, "I'm gonna stop and help up my wife." And he had, he calculated the money that he had. Okay, I'm not gonna work for this much and help out my with this and that, and then they will, um, you know, open up a restaurant in the future. But other than that, my dad did not go to college, you know, he didn't do not, none of that. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say, I think it depends on the culture that you grew up in. Oh, yeah, um, so, so were you born in America? Yes, yeah. born and raised. Okay. Your parents, no, they weren't. So it might be a little bit different from you because you're like a first generation. Um, where are your parents from? So we're multicultural. My dad's from Sudan. Mom is from Egypt. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So you're like you're like a first generation American, basically. Basically. Because if, if a, they were in other countries. Yeah, yeah. One thing I see different about, um, like people like me like that are from American parents and grandparents and every everything like that great grandparents um I think that for the past I don't know I think for the past maybe 30 40 years you know even though I understand what you're saying with as far as you know going to college that's tr that's the traditional route yeah. I can I can see that but I still feel like uh, my community for the longest has always been aspiring to be, you know, um, the entertainer. Right, yeah. You know yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the rapper, the NBA player, the NFL player, 
we never aspire to really be to be the doctors and the lawyers and things like that. Now, there's some amongst us that have, you know what I'm saying? But I think in our community, we haven't really aspired to do that. So I see what you're saying. A lot of times with like, um, with families that moved from different countries and came into America, right. they instill that, that deep uh, love for education. And then they want their children to be the doctor, the lawyer, the accountant, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's a little, that's just like a, a culture difference between when um, people move to America and then they have these big. Thank you for everyone who made it this far. Really, it actually kind of supports us. Hopefully next episode, could be a little better, but then I, to be honest, I haven't revised that one yet. Both of the episodes were made on the same day, so maybe the third might be way better. This time, we might have actual guests with us in the building, which might sound way better. So, uh, thank you once again. Peace out, guys.